Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of the book of Ephesians. This letter was written to explain to Gentile believers the incredible riches of their position in Christ and how to live accordingly. Today's lesson is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. This passage deals with the doctrine of election. It is understandable that many Christians struggle with this doctrine. Please listen to Pastor Jim and today's slice of the two-part message entitled, He Chose Us in Him, Part 1. Classic chapter on the doctrine of election is Romans chapter 9. I'll pluck out a couple of things from there. I commend it to your reading. Romans 9, I'll read 23 through 24. What if God, and this is, yes, and he did this. What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and make his power known. Now, why would God do that? Why would God use his power to execute his wrath? Well, because he's perfect. He's holy, and all things imperfect and unholy must be judged or God wouldn't be good. So, he's he's willing to pour out his wrath. What if he, though willing to to, to demonstrate his wrath and make his power known, what if he endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? Notice that word prepared and hang on to it for a moment. And... He did so to make known the riches of His glory upon vessels of mercy, which He prepared beforehand for glory, even us, whom He also called, not from among Jews only, but also from among Gentiles. All right, here's what you need to catch. There in verse 22, the first occurrence of prepared, speaks of vessels of wrath. Well, vessels destined for wrath, all right? Prepared for destruction. That word prepared is in that middle voice, which means it's reflexive. They prepared themselves for destruction. In verse 23, it's different. Same verb, but this time it's he prepared. It's in the active voice, which means it's something that God did. So vessels of wrath prepare themselves for destruction. Vessels of glory, God turns them into something glorious. So, if you ever find yourself in heaven, and I sure hope you do, and I think in every case that I can know of somebody I recognize here, you're trusting Christ to take you there. If you ever find yourself in heaven, you can only blame God for you being there. You can't say, God, thank you for helping me over the hump. You know, that that last few miles, that was tough, but, but you took my hand. No, you can't even get close to the beginning of the path to the, that leads to the first step of the steps to the gates of heaven. You can't get there on your own. All of God, all for His glory. 
But if you ever find yourself in the lake of fire, you can only blame yourself for being there because you prepared yourself for that. You see the two side by side, and do you see the difference? And it's those that He prepared beforehand for glory, even us, even we who are in Christ. Now, it's sad that many people who otherwise believe the Bible really chafe at the sovereignty of God when it comes to choosing to save people. There are some who, who go so far as to say, well, that can't be right because that's not fair. See previous comment. Don't think that it's okay for you to tell God what He can and can't do. Okay? Understand, the fact is that God is completely fair, but He is also amazingly gracious. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Small side trip here. We'll get back to the path. I think this will come together. How did physical death and spiritual death come into the human race? Genesis 2, 16 and 17. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you will surely die. How did physical death and spiritual death come into existence, come into the human race, that is? Through our federal head, Adam. We are all his descendants. So, fast forward one chapter, Genesis 3, bad things happen, verses 6 and 7. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the serpent had come and done his thing. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings." You know what happened. They, dis they disobeyed. They ate. Immediately, they were alienated from God. Now they're ashamed and embarrassed and hiding from Him. They, they tried to cover themselves. They're sewing together leaves. That was the beginning of all false religions of works righteousness. They, on their part, were going to take, take care of this problem of their shame before God. Read about, all, read about it all in the rest of Genesis chapter 3, including the curse that was brought upon Eve, curse upon Adam, curse upon the serpent, how the earth is cursed because of all this. But notice that at the same time, when God pronounced judgment, which was good because He is always good, it was righteous because He is always righteous. It is fair because it is exactly what He promised would happen for disobedience. At the same time that God pronounced judgment, He also provided a covering for sin. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, 
the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Clothed them. God's justice is never apart from His goodness. Therefore, who is responsible for anyone who receives eternal damnation? I'm glad you asked. Our friend Ezekiel will answer that. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20. The person who sins will die. The son will not bear the punishment for the father's iniquity, nor will the father bear the punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon himself. Listen, God decreed, Genesis chapter 2 and following, those who sin will die. How many have sinned? Hmm, all. All right. So God's choice to save anyone, even one, is a spectacular display of His grace and His mercy and His kindness and His love. Romans 9, backing up a little bit from where we were before, verses 14 through 16. What shall we say then? Here's the answer to the person who says, that's not fair. No, it is fair. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, Exodus 33, 19 is where the quote comes from, I will have mercy upon whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then, it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. What's the it? Salvation. Now, these two truths of Election and human responsibility, they are taught side by side in Scripture. Accept them, believe them, but don't try to somehow knock the edges off of them and try to make them into puzzle pieces that somehow uh, fit together. Don't try to water them down. You'll wind up destroying both of them. Now, thinking through this in Scripture is worth our time. I'm going to take just a couple more minutes of your time. We have plenty of time. Don't, uh, don't worry. But I want to suggest to you that there are four basic errors that a lot of people make, one or more of the four, regarding the issue of election. Let me explain, and I think you'll be able to see where many of the differences that you find in the body of Christ come from. And I think these are well worth our time, so I won't won't rush it. Um, And we're going to run out of time before we get anywhere near these four, through these four. But election error number one, this is probably the most common one, is ignore it. Oh, this is hard. I'm just not going to deal with this. Well, it may be one thing for you to say, I barely survived algebra. Geometry sent me down for the eight count. I am not going on to trigonometry, okay? It it may be fine for you to say something is beyond me. You don't have that option when it comes to the Word of God. He said, I do not want you to be ignorant of these things. But a lot of people just refuse to deal with it because they have trouble understanding it. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.